This is lowering the. Uh, <laughs> were you laughing? Okay, let me let, let me do it real Go quick. Ahead. This is this lowering, lowering the rim. The rim. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to lowering the rim. Go to the hole. It's gone. We tell them about man. <laughs> this is Lowering the Rim, a podcast about the NBA from a fan's perspective. We're all brothers. We have Drew, Nick, the twins, Caleb and Keegan, and I'm your host, Ian. And today we do a deep dive in the art of giving a technical foul. Let's get into it. Let's go. So, so Nick, what do you think, uh, What what's going to be Zion's NBA like comp or career because so some people are pretty high on him and some people are like ah oh, he'll be all right but he's not going to be anything special yeah it's interesting I, I tend to be really optimistic but you go back and look at guys who everyone thought were going to be pretty dominant in the NBA like Beasley you know remember how people were talking about him um, but Zion's a whole different animal he's just his ceiling is uh, creating a new category of what's possible in the NBA. He's he's that gifted physically. Some might say his ceiling is the roof. There you go. Do you know Do you know that story, Nick? No. Or that expression. <laughs> but Michael Jordan once said at a pep rally, he's hyping the whole crowd up and the team up, and he goes, "The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward." Michael Jordan did. <laughs> yeah, he just botched the phrase at a, at a North Carolina game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just and everyone he afterward is like, "What did <laughs> yeah. that mean? What is that?" I think it's like what it the, so sky's the limits one term and then through the roof. Yeah, the uh, ceiling is the roof, the which actually is just literally correct. The <laughs> ceiling is, is the couldn't roof. Have so spoken a true word. I think, I, I, think we should, I mean, I think everybody knew what he was saying. They were just everybody's excited to hear facts. <laughs> just whatever somebody just cheer facts. The ceiling is the roof. None of them compare to what Zion could be when you think about his ceiling being at the roof. They're talking about how his shoe deal may be the biggest shoe deal ever. Yeah. Because of the fiasco. Do, do you guys know about that, Keegan and Caleb? How he blew out his shoe in a game? Like his shoe came completely yeah. apart. Like Watch combusted that. and split like a Zion's did? Like a pair of a pair of jeans that are too tight after someone bends over. It just split in half. <laughs> Zion's shoe did? Yeah. Wow. So who, that, who made his shoe? <laughs> Uh, Paul George. <laughs> so the interesting thing about his shoe deal, right, is um, when you see LeBron's shoe, it's clearly made for someone that is a giant. You know, a normal a normal guy playing pickup can't it, – that shoe is not designed for them. It's designed for somebody that's like 250 pounds. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you can't so get enough just, weight on – you can't get enough weight on it to actually compress the like Yeah, the it's just – it's not for your everyday basketballer at all. It's not designed for that. So yeah. I'm just curious as to him getting this big shoe deal, but what is his shoe's makeup going to be 
yeah. look like. Well, it depends where, who, where it translates it, to all the people that are actually buying shoes. You know what I mean? It that depends are on who not, picks them up. If it's Under Armour, they're going to just look like all their other shoes. <laughs> yeah, he already yeah. wears Adidas stuff, apparently. That's sort of the one of the favorites to land him. Uh, Keegan and Caleb, how many... Uh, how many signature shoes do you guys think are in the NBA with all this signature shoe talk? How many guys have a shoe designed for them, named after them? Boy. Uh, um, it has to at least be four. <laughs> it's at least four. Four, that, Boy. that high, that high. You crushed can it. You, can uh, you name the players? Name the players that have Here's their who I shoe. guess has a shoe. Some of these I actually do know already, but some of them are guess. Curry, KD, uh, uh, Paul George. We just said one. Um, doesn't uh, doesn't so far uh, you're right. Le- doesn't LeBron Kawhi have a shoe or is having a shoe? Yes, he does. he does. So you're five for five right now. Um, Russell Westbrook six for six. Um, who else would have a shoe? I don't. I also don't know a lot of their I don't names. Want to ruin this. Harden does Harden have a shoe? Yeah. Does did you say Chris Paul already? Yep, he has I a shoe. Him up with Paul George, I think. It's uh, like, oh. I don't know if Chris Paul's counts though. Does he? It's his? it's called the CP3. Yeah, is it? Oh, okay. Because um, some guys will have shoe deals, but not their own shoe. They'll be on like yeah. A I thought it was just something. a Jordan shoe, uh, but yeah, no, a, his is called the CP3. Okay. Oh, we're t- okay. Um, it's just not that popular. I think maybe that's why you're just. You're yeah. a little disconnected. Who from else it. do I know? Yeah, who else would have a shoe? Uh, Dirk Nowitzki has one for sure. <laughs> uh, There's one more I can think of that you didn't say. It's an Adidas shoe. I mean, LeBron, of course, has a shoe. Actually, there's two more now that I think. There's two Adidas guys you haven't named. Grant Hill doesn't play anymore, does he? He's got a <laughs> shoe deal with uh, Domino's. With Fila. No. Remember Grant Hill was Fila? Yeah, he did have Fila. So did Stackhouse. Yeah, hey, I had Fila. I had the Stackhouses. Oh, and I loved uh, Steve Ballmer has a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> so Damian Lillard has one. You didn't say I that. I was going to guess him. But I Donovan I Mitchell just introduced his. Oh, I was going to guess him, but I didn't know his name. <laughs> Lillard has a shoe? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't he's, know that. He's, he's on his fifth, fifth shoe. Yeah. Oh. So how many shoes did we? Have? Is there anyone else? Uh, Giannis is about to introduce his inaugural shoe. It mm-hmm. hasn't come yeah. out yet, but he'll. Yeah, have I'm surprised one. they've taken so long with that. Yeah, it's, it's really well. You know, a shoe development takes about two years, so they've probably you know they've been working on it. It just takes. It's a lot of turnaround time. Uh, is there a? Do you foresee um, in the near future a? special coaches shoe or management shoe coming out some sort of deal some sort of popovich gets a shoe (laughs) well with with new balance entering the nba i think they could really they could really take the corner market maybe 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 dockers Uh, gets a shoe uh, the coaches the coaches walkers what's his name uh steve carroll Always is getting pumped by those Nike Monarchs. Like they kind of flagship him as the spokesman for Nike Monarch. 
Steve Carell. You know what I'm talking about? Steve Carell is? No, sorry, I said Steve. Pete. Pete Carroll. Seahawks coach. Oh, really? Really? Sorry, I've been watching too much Office. Steve Carell. Yeah, he wears those um, Nike Monarchs. You know what I'm talking about. It's It's the senior citizens Nike. Yeah, it's the it's the mall walkers. Was Jordan the first uh, basketball player to get a shoe deal? Um, uh, Drew's shaking no, his head. No, because you had Clyde Frazier had the Pumas, right? Yeah, I was in the um, 70s. There's some Ooh. other there's some other guys before that, but Jordan, uh, Magic, and Larry Bird had the Converse weapons. But were they signature shoes? Jordan was the first one to wear a signature shoe. Was he? Yeah, I'm talking about they have a shoe that's their name. Yeah, because don't you know the whole band thing? Like he he uh, was breaking the dress code of the NBA by wearing a shoe that yeah. wasn't the same as the rest of the team. Huh. And he was he was being fined every game that he wore them. I love that he just was okay with that. Well, well yeah, it was Nike. Nike was probably covering it. Nike, yeah, yeah, Nike but you was, know, what I mean, just the idea that, like, yeah, that's fine. We'll we'll pay it. Yeah, you, you may be overlooking the George Mikan Pro Keds, Ian, from 1952. No. Tell me that's not real. I think it might be. I, I can't tell how signature they are, but yeah, he was their spokesman. Wow. Uh, and then obviously you have the Chuck Taylors, right? Yeah. Chuck Taylor. Hey, can we do a uh, – who do we think should have a signature shoe that would actually sell – that doesn't currently. Interesting. Interesting. Do you have one already in mind? Uh, no. Well, Luca, right? I mean, he's crazy yeah. marketable. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess you could do that. Like, I guess I was thinking more of. So I'll give you an old one. A guy who's not playing now, but I think I think would sell anyways is like a Manu Ginobili. Insane. You're saying he would have sold if he would have yeah, had one. Yeah, he's in the enough of an interesting his... player that even though he's not like one that he wasn't ever like one of the top fifty guys or fifteen guys in the NBA. At least I don't think he would have been. Um, I think I think people would buy his shoe. Um, I mean, it also depends on how cool the shoe is, right? Yeah, Which, yeah. yeah. Aesthetically, how aesthetically oh. cool it is. Like, Dirk, I think Dirk would been the same way. Mm-hmm. People would have bought Dirk's shoe. You think they would have bought a Steve Nash shoe? Maybe. Yeah. See, that's sort of the not I not necessarily the name, but that's the kind of shoe that is like the every man's shoe. See, I so feel a like point, a point guard shoe is what a normal person playing pickup needs to wear versus. You know, a shoe designed for a 260-pound athletic freak of nature. I feel like there would be a market for, like, hipster NBA shoes. You know what I mean? That they look a little bit different. You know, they, yeah. like, Drew, what you're saying, maybe they function. They're more functional mm-hmm. for, like, the sort average of, uh, person. Handmade leather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Steve Nash well, would hey. be an example of that. Manu Ginobili could, like, fall into kind of hipster NBA. It's the... The people who want to have the thing that nobody else has. And, you know, you have to remember the most iconic uh, signature shoe in history, the Jordan 11, went to some kind of weird places with patent leather, you know, which seemed absurd. So who knows, you know, it it could work. Yeah. Yeah, and I just think even, so like, 
Kobe's shoe is so successful. And I think part of that is because his shoes are designed that almost anyone could wear it. Yeah. Well, you know, you know the story behind that, right? Is he said, he said, hey, I want my shoe to be more like a soccer cleat. Like I want it to be low. Weird. Hmm. Yeah. What do you mean low? Like a thin, a thinner sole? No, well, like a, it was like a, not a high oh, top. Not a high top. Yeah, it was more of like a. He wanted it to be a low top, and so he really popularized the low top. Wow. He wasn't so worried about that ankle protection. Well, yeah, and, and it, that was his argument. Was like, I don't need all. I don't need the shoe to come way up because you know, soccer players do similar movements, and they don't have like. It's not like a boot that they're wearing. I kind of hope someone comes out with a steel toe shoe. <laughs> You're gonna have to laugh louder so that, so they can hear you. It is an audio based <laughs> format. I'll say it again. I can't wait for someone to hey, come out. Some other NBA news. Did you guys hear that Steph Curry just got contacts? No. Have you guys heard about this? Like they are like special contacts. You mean for his so eyes? Like a, for like yeah, his for iPhone? his eyes. So here's no, the here's, I'm, here's con- <laughs> I'm confused. Here's the uh, the story that I heard is there was a game I can't remember when it was, it was a few few games ago where he scored 39 points, and in the post game he whispers into Kareth Burke's ear, who's interviewing him, uh, "Hey, I got new contacts." Kind of like that's why I'm shooting so well tonight, and so that story broke today, I think, or sometime this week, and um, and so basically the joke is like, man, the best shooter of all time has been shooting with blurry vision this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the cheat code may have just gotten a little more code. Well, well, did he mean? He hadn't had them before. He just got a new box. He, he, he used no, like he his didn't, old ones. He didn't have contacts before. He's saying that like it's kind of opened a whole new world for him. Are they? Um, he can see way better. That is nuts. He was just playing with bad vision. That seems weird. Well, I mean, it may have been progressive, right? So, oh, okay. Yeah. It may have not like. It may have been slowly getting worse. I don't know. It's too bad he didn't want to be a goggleman. Yeah. <laughs> Could have really used some goggles. Bring back the goggleman. Signature goggles have Nike specifier <laughs> goggles. Everyone's wearing Nike them. You? you know, <laughs> speaking of uh, Steph Curry, though, what, Ian, what did you – did you see the uh, the uh, Akoki hit to the ankle? Or, Nick, did you see that? No. Koki uh, hit? No, the Minnesota player. Uh, I think Are you his first name's the hot stove. The hot stove. I first. The hot stove I think touch? his first name's Josh Akogi. He's their rookie. He uh, slapped Steph Curry's ankle while he was sh- in uh, shooting in midair. Well, that's not a foul, dude. It's just a hot stove touch. And it kind of went. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it went viral on uh, the internet. So wait, the guy who always is cooking. Got a hot stove touch. Exactly. You're me? Exactly. I like that. I like. How do you spell I his like name? O K 
OGE, maybe? IE. Something like that. Minnesota, Timberwolves player. So in the the last two-minute report, the refs literally said he had a hot stove touch. So it wasn't That was the official explanation. Hot stove contact. Which yeah, is not, it's not even in the vernacular. Like, what the, What does that mean? Yeah. That's not well, in I think, the official vernacular. I think it vernacular. means, like, you know how you, you're like, oh, I didn't realize my hand was on that on that ankle. It's so hot. <laughs> so so hot right now. That Steph is so hot. He didn't, leave it, he didn't leave it on there long enough for it to be a foul. It's a hot stove contact. Nobody touches the You know, clock. like when you touch a hot ankle and you go, oh, shoot. Yeah. Don't want to keep my hand there. It's hot. I'm watching it now. It's clearly deliberate, isn't it? That's that's why the uh, what a weird explanation. That's why the explanation is so baffling. That they use this phrasing that's never existed. Mm. So you're thinking, but that you have to start somewhere, right? With phrases. <laughs> Say that again, Nick. Oh, sorry. I, I was saying uh, you're thinking that they're just finding another reason not to uh, send him to the line. Well, so actually, I, I don't have a problem with them not calling that a foul because in real time, I doubt they saw it. It's so weird. It's, it, the problem I have is with the two-minute report explanation where they do have the time to review it and they say something so absurd is what they said. <laughs> That's where I have the issue. Hey, Keegan or Caleb, what do you think would have been a more creative uh, explanation? I think, I think they sh- should have said... Uh, watch pot never boils, and that's why it wasn't a fact. <laughs> and maybe Drew would have been more comfortable with that phrase because it's it's sort of s- stood the test of time, and it's in the vernacular. Yeah, anything maybe day. involving the word cankles might have sufficed. <laughs> um, hey, hey, what do you guys think of the lowercase t's? That seems to be a, a big thing now. I'm all about that. I don't know what it means, but... <laughs> The lowercase like technical. Tiny tech. I wish they would actually really go for it and do the what? cross. Do, do the yeah, cross, do you the know? the actual lowercase t. Instead of the, we're, the, the top finger touches Nick, the bottom Nick, finger. we're seeing more in the NBA. It's kind of a thing now. Like, you know, classically a technical is like yeah. you use your hands to make the T. Well, now we're seeing, we're seeing referees use it. <laughs> Just two fingers. Just a finger. Just a tiny, t- yeah, a tiny T. And two and indexes. Some of, some of the refs will do it really team. slow. It's just kind of, <laughs> just kind of really disrespectful. Like, like gently be- putting it on there. Yeah. Can, can you believe? Can you believe how sensitive this guy is? I'm gonna, I'm gonna just give him this little. This little T because he's so sensitive, it's gonna yes. hurt his feelings. And I'm gonna it's, milk it. Just, I'm, I'm gonna make him watch it come down slowly as I send him down the tunnel. I feel like as a ref, that's like I mean everybody hates the ref, and that's their like one time to like. Yeah. I have all the power, baby. I'm just gonna. That's right. You know what's you know what's funny to me about it? What's funny to me about the technical? I'm the judge. What's funny to me about the technical is that you're having an argument with this player, but the way that the argument ends is you walk over to somebody else and say, I'm giving this guy a technical. Like, you don't actually give it to the person. You go give it to the – who? who is it? The person the, – the bookkeeper? I guess it's a scorekeeper, yes. Yeah, the scorekeeper. Like, I, I would respect it more if – 
you actually gave you first gave the technical to the player instead of walking they, away and give it to the the I mean, realistically, the person who's getting all the technicals is the scorekeeper. It's not the player. Didn't they used mm. to just put it right in their face, like give it right to the yeah. player and then go go communicate that to the table? Yeah, that's what I'm saying we need more of. I don't like this what walking it, away and giving the lowercase t to the scorekeeper. <laughs> what do you think about this idea? So you know how the NFL refs, they have a flag in their pocket, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if the NBA ref has an actual like foam tee in their pocket and they <laughs> hand it to the player? Kind of like a red card. They pull it out and hand it to the player. And they and they actually hand it over, right? So the player is in possession of the foam tee. He has to hold. He has to like, hold the foam tee the rest of the. No, he has to take the foam tee to the scorekeeper. I like that it's. I like that the tea is a foam finger, and they have to wear that. <laughs> or they just have a little chamomile going, a little tiny tea. tea. <laughs> just blow a little tea. They just start steeping a little bit of tea. That means technical. Oh, I like that even better. It's a tea break. Thanks for listening to Lowering the Rim, aka LTR. Remember that tea in the middle is going to be extra tiny. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for Lowering the Rim podcast. I hope you treat yourself to a tiny technical on the way out. And don't forget, the ceiling is the roof.